friends, your host, Billy Dean Shoemate III, and I am back with episode 99. Technically, technically, this is episode 100 of Strange Places, but we're going to keep it 99 because I, I, I forget what episode it was, but I put the same number twice. <laughs> I think it was in the 80s or something, but going back and fixing that is going to suck. So we'll just say this is episode 99. This podcast is brought to you by Spotify and DistroKid. Now let's just jump into this one, because we got a lot to go over. We're going to travel to Peru this week. Why Peru, you say? Well, there's some, there's some strangeness going on in Peru. The Ica stones. They're a collection of engraved, carved stones that have been the subject of intrigue and debate since their discovery back in the 60s, 1960s. Found in the Ica region of Peru, these stones have presented quite a mystery to archaeologists, historians, enthusiasts, podcasters like, your, like myself. Now, the history and discovery of the Ica stones. We need to, you know, really go into this. Alleged contents, the arguments put forth by both believers and skeptics, as we do, and what makes them... Uh, one hell of an enigma. The story of the Ica stones. This all started, like I said, back in the 1960s. A local farmer named Basio Uchuya, and I'm sorry if I say any of this wrong, was tending his land in the remote desert region of Ica, Peru. During one of his routine plowing sessions, uh, Uchuya, he accidentally unearthed a peculiar looking stone that was unlike anything he'd ever seen. Upon closer inspection, he noticed intricate engravings on the surface of the stone, which depicted what appeared to be a human interacting with a dinosaur. We've seen this before, haven't we? Intrigued by his discovery, Uchuya showed the stone to his friends and neighbors, the sparking a wave of curiosity throughout this entire region. Soon, rumors of these engraved stones spread, and it wasn't long before collectors and archaeologists caught wind of this thing. Now, among those who took an interest in the stones was Dr. Javier Cabrera Darquia. Um, who he is, he's, he's a local physician, very respected from what I gather. Historian, too. Recognizing the potential historical significance of these artifacts, Dr. Cabrera began to collect and study these things meticulously. As word of his collection spread, locals came forward claiming to have found similar stones in the area. Over time... Dr. Cabrera's collection grew to include thousands of stones. They each bear unique and intricate engravings. The scenes depicted on the stones vary widely, ranging from humans interacting with dinosaurs to complex, and I'm talking complex, surgical procedures. A lot of them unknown maps, unknown landscapes, and some pretty advanced astronomical knowledge. As news of these stones reached international audiences, they captured the attention of both believers and skeptics worldwide, as they still do. Supporters of the stones hailed them as irrefutable evidence of an advanced prehistoric civilization that possessed knowledge far beyond what conventional archaeology has accepted. The depiction of humans alongside dinosaurs was, as you can imagine, especially sensational leaving some to speculate about the possibility of, you know, time travel, aliens, because why not, and, you know, everything in between. On the other hand, 
Because we got to look at both sides, right? Skeptics raised numerous questions and challenges regarding the authenticity of these stones. Among the most significant concerns was the lack of proper archaeological context and provenance. Without detailed documentation of the discovery site, skeptics argue that it was difficult to verify the age and origin of the stones accurately. You can't carbon date it. There's really no biological material here. They're extremely hard to date. Moreover, the presence of modern tools, such as dental drills, rotary saws, near the sites where the stones were found, raises suspicions of forgery. The discovery of these modern tools suggested that the carvings on the stones might have been produced using techniques not available during ancient times, obviously. Such findings led skeptics to question whether the Ica stones were a product of more recent times. In response to you know the skepticism and allegations of forgery, some locals confessed to creating and selling these stones as a means to generate income from tourists and collectors. These admissions, which are recorded, normally I would just say, okay, why am I making an episode about this and just go on my merry way? But we're going to get to something here, okay? So stick with me. This further fueled the controversy, as you can imagine. You know, surrounding the artifacts led a lot of people to question the authenticity of not just a few of the stones, but the entire damn collection. Despite the confessions and skepticism, Dr. Cabrera remained steadfast in his belief in the authenticity of these stones. He defended the collection. He still does, arguing that the confessions were cosured or made under duress. The debate over the Ica stones continues to this day, with passionate advocates on both sides preventing their arguments, uh, presenting their arguments, rather. <laughs> I can't speak today. Believers emphasize the intricate carvings, the complex content, Dr. Cabrera's endorsement as evidence of their authenticity. As I said, this cat's a historian. This guy's very well respected in his field. Sorry, but that does go a long way. They argue that the stones challenge our understanding of history and offer glimpses into the fact that history may need to be rewritten. Now, I don't want to lean on past things that we've done on this show, but we've seen things similar to this, haven't we? Things we've proven. I just want you to keep that in mind. On the contrary, skeptics point to the lack of clear provenance, the discovery of modern tools, that's a big one, and the confessions of forgery as reasons you know, to doubt the authenticity of these stones. They caution against accepting extraordinary claims without concrete evidence and urge for rigorous scientific scrutiny in the study of these artifacts, as anybody worth their salt would. In my opinion, one of the most puzzling and kind of controversial aspects of these stones is the diversity and complexity of the scenes depicted on them to begin with. These engraved stones present a just beyond fascinating array of subject matter, let me tell you. Mundane daily activities to astonishingly advanced concepts that challenge everything about history. I'm going to go over a few of them. The human-dinosaur interaction, that's a glaring one. Maybe the most sensational and widely debated feature of the Ica stones is the, the depiction of humans interacting with dinosaurs. These carvings show humans engaged in various activities alongside dinosaurs, raising you know, provocative questions about the timeline of human existence, the possibility of prehistoric encounters with these ancient reptiles. There's no way in hell they would have known what a dinosaur looked like, period. 
Believers argue that the presence of dinosaurs on the stone support the idea that a technologically advanced civilization existed during a time when dinosaurs roamed the earth. Now, in case you need, because I, I should have mentioned this earlier, if you're wondering how ancient these stones are depicted as being, when were the Nazca lines made? That's also in Peru, right? So think about that. When were the Nazca lines created? Two to three thousand years ago. We're talking hundreds and in, in, in the hundreds BC to just a couple hundred CE, right? These things are as old, supposedly, as the Nazca lines. And the reason people are saying that is because we have known what the Nazca lines looked like back in the 1930s when pilots started flying over them. But the worldwide distribution of these Nazca lines really didn't hit until 50s, 60s, around there, when they kind of became a household thing in every book in the library, you know what I mean? But aside from that, because <clears throat> that one's kind of flimsy, I know, the carvings on these stones, a lot of them are identical to the ones found in Nazca. So if they are ancient, they were found in certain layers of rock under the earth that would point to the fact that, yeah, these dates match up. And we have similarly carved rocks going back to that same time where the Nazca lines were created. I mean, there are figures on these stones that are exactly, you know, you know what's in the Nazca lines. Some of the, you know, the, the one of the monkey, you know, with the curved tail in particular, that shows up on a lot of the stones. So there's a link there. They're about as old as the Nazca lines, if this is true. So, you know, the presence of dinosaurs <laughs> on the stones supports the idea that a technologically advanced civilization existed during this, right? They might have possessed advanced knowledge, technologies that allowed them to coexist with these extinct creatures to support this you know, the Ecostones provide possibly tangible evidence of a lost chapter in human history. Skeptics, though, they assert that the idea of humans coexisting with dinosaurs is inconsistent with well-established scientific evidence. The geological evidence places the extinction of dinosaurs millions of years before the appearance of modern humans. The betrayal of modern humans alongside dinosaurs on the Ecostones, I mean, it's seen as a very... A very glaring scientific inaccuracy. But do we know for sure? The fossil record is questioned all the time. And it's always readjusted. You can take that how you want. You know what I mean? I just want you to know that... the And this is true. This isn't speculation here. The fossil record is not the fossil gospel. It's always being adjusted. But can it be adjusted this far? Yeah, that, that's another thing, right? <laughs> the medical procedures. Another intriguing aspect of the Ecostones is the depiction of complex medical procedures and surgeries. Some stones illustrate detailed scenes of heart transplants, brain surgeries, I'm talking in detail, organ removal, suggesting that the ancient civilization possessed medical knowledge way beyond what they're supposed to. Believers argue that the accurate representation of medical procedures on the stones is evidence of the, you know, civilization's advanced medical knowledge. They speculate that this society had knowledge of human anatomy, surgical techniques, medical practices that rival shit we're doing now. 
On the contrary, skeptics question the authenticity of the medical scenes depicted on the stones. They argue that the surgical procedures portrayed are too sophisticated and resemble modern surgical practices, right? It's obvious. Indicating that the carvings could have been influenced by more recent medical knowledge. The precision of the medical scenes raises doubts about their ancient origins, they say. Yeah, I get that. The astronomical knowledge. Some ecostones feature pretty damn intricate astronomical scenes, including celestial alignments, star charts, other astronomical phenomena. The depiction of astronomical knowledge implies that the ancient civilization had a sophisticated understanding of the cosmos. Believers suggest that astronomical knowledge displayed on the stones could indicate that this ancient civilization possessed advanced astronomical tools and understanding, allowing them, you know, to map the stars, celestial events accurately. The proponents of this theory, the Ica stones reveal a technology, a technologically advanced society, right? Skeptics, though, we got to look at both sides, right? <laughs> they question the accuracy and complexity of these astronomical scenes. They argue that ancient civilizations lacked astronomical instruments necessary to create detailed and precise depictions. And these charts have been matched with things in the area. Things you can see and things you need a goddamn telescope for. These are accurate star charts on these stones. The astronomical information on the stones does reflect modern astronomical knowledge. So they use this as a thing to say, now nah, there's no way this is legit. The maps. Several Ica stones showcase maps and enigmatic landscapes that are unfamiliar and unlike any known geographical areas. These maps depict intricate land formations, waterways, structures leading some to speculate that they may represent undiscovered or even hidden regions. Believers contend that the maps provide evidence of advanced civilization that possessed, you know, um, what am I looking for? Cartographic, <laughs> couldn't say that word, skills and knowledge of unexplored uh, territories. The inclusion of maps like this on the stones fuels the belief that the ancient civilization possessed sophisticated geographical and navigational expertise. But the skeptics, again, they question the accuracy. They argue that the unfamiliar landscapes on the stones lack verifiable correspondence to any known geographical features, making it beyond challenging to assess their accuracy or even historical or even modern significance. Additionally, the lack of you know, corresponding geographical evidence raises doubts about the reliability of these as a whole. Several factors and even more than I even mentioned. We could talk about this all day. Contribute to the mystery surrounding the Ica stones. Firstly, their authenticity does remain a contentious issue. While believers argue that the stones are genuine artifacts from ancient civilization, skeptics point to the discovery of the modern tools. They always go back to that, near the sites where the stones were found, suggesting they could be a product of more recent times. Now, these modern tools were... I can't find more about the modern tools. That's what—that's the weird part. They keep saying, oh, modern tools were found in the area. What? Laying on the fucking ground? <laughs> Where were they? Did people have them in their pockets? Were they found in the same layer of, you know, rock and dirt? You keep saying modern tools. Well, where were they? Hanging from the damn trees? Were they scattered on the ground? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that, that just doesn't make any sense to me. 
were they buried with some of the stones? Like, if you find a stone buried next to a dentist drill, would we even be talking about this? So where do the modern tools come into play? Additionally, that, that just bugs me. You know what I mean? It's not... It's pretty vague. And it almost sounds purposely vague, too. Scientific inaccuracies of some of the carvings raise doubts about the authenticity of the Ica stones. Some of the dinosaur depictions so show species that were not... Uh, they have anatomical errors. You know, inconsistent with current scientific understanding. That I don't understand either. That's a big skeptic thing. These dinosaurs have anatomical errors. We have their fucking bones. We've been putting them together and we're still... We... <laughs> you know what I mean? We still make anatomical errors. We're finding out that a lot of these dinosaurs we thought were full, you know, reptile had feathers and shit. I mean, we, we're constantly adjusting what we know anatomically about dinosaurs. We didn't get it right either. But what's freaky is if these things are from the dates that we think they are, even with anatomical errors, which we're making now in the modern day, may I repeat, that's pretty freaking weird still. So the lack of archaeological context and provenance does make it difficult to determine their age and origin. Without detailed documentation of the discovery, which they kind of dropped the ball on that one, we don't have a lot of documentation about the, the discovery. It was not handled scientifically. Like a bunch of kids go out there and just put rocks in their shirts. I mean, it, it, seriously, it was not handled well. Researchers cannot accurately place these stones anywhere. Some locals came forward claiming responsibility for creating the Ica stones as a means to generate income from tourists and collectors. These confessions do cast doubt on the authenticity of the stones. So we're not going to look at those. We need to look at the major... We're going to focus on the major collections, okay? Now, despite the challenges posed by skeptics, though, believers in the authenticity of these stones continue to present their case. The detailed and precise carvings on the stones, which match stones that are verified from that time, they're exactly the same. Not in terms of what's depicted, but the style. You know what I mean? The level of intricacy in depicting the dinosaurs, medical procedures, astronomical scenes, it's deemed too advanced for a modern forgery. Especially considering the technology available in the 20th century, is what believers say. Sorry, believers... I know I was fucking with the skeptics a second ago, but I'm going to call you out here, too. You telling me they didn't have dentist drills in the 20th century? We didn't have telescopes? Give me a break. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's hogwash. They're saying that it's too anachronistic, that the astronomical scenes are, you know, too, uh, too advanced, even for 1960s. No, no, they're not. <laughs> They're not depicting, you know, exoplanets or anything that we're currently discovering. This is all stuff we knew back in the 60s, trust me. I've studied, what, almost 200 of these scans of these stones. Okay, just take it, take my work for it. You do not want to do that kind of work. Oh, my head was about to explode. The, oh wait, I'm looking at my list here. 214 scans that I examined personally. The depiction of dinosaurs alongside humans. This is a significant argument in favor of these things. Some you know, believers say that this could indicate that humans interacted with dinosaurs or had access to ancient knowledge about these creatures, right? 
Dr. Cabrera's endorsement. We got to go back to him too. Of the Inca stones adds weight to the argument that these stones might represent a genuine historical discovery. Local physician, historian, this guy was respected. His collection has been a source of interest and research still. Skeptics. Again, the modern tools. That I don't get. You guys keep going back to that. Modern tools, modern tools. Well, where were they? In a shed? You know what I mean? Like, modern tools were found in the area. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> this was found in the 1960s. What area are you saying? Peru? You know, as... <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's someone owns a dentist drill in Peru. I'm sure there was a hammer in somebody's shed. What is your radius, you know, that you're counting here? <laughs> it's just, it's, you know, you know what I mean? Doesn't it sound ridiculous to you? The debate over the authenticity of the Ica Stones is far from settled, man. This is a passionate discussion you'll hear about these things. Archaeologists, geologists, historians, all of them. They love talking about this thing. Because it is. It's, it's insane. It's, it's crazy. It's enduring. It's an enigma that captures both believers and skeptics alike. Some view them as crucial evidence of an advanced ancient civilization. Others say, nah, it's just a hoax. Too good to be true. Well, sometimes too good to be true is <laughs> because it, you know, it's either because it is or, like I said, sometimes the craziest stuff you see is the stuff that ends up being legit, right? The lack of clear provenance, controversial content. It's a reminder of the complexity of archaeological investigations, the importance of thorough scientific examination, and when you discover something that's possibly anachronistic or something that can rewrite history, don't just scoop it out of the dirt. You know what I mean? However, and I pause on that however for a reason, <laughs> there's something major here that we have to tackle. Major. There is a massive problem that we need to account for that I found in my own personal research. It's been mentioned here and there, but no one has talked about the sheer fucking scope of what I'm about to tell you. It's never mentioned. History Channel on a documentary that I watched about these things dove into it a little bit, but believers are saying some pretty... their ammunition's a little weak. So why no one did this part of the research is beyond me. The research that I've done, what I'm about to tell you. You might just be able to, you might be at the point where you're just writing this off, right? Why did you make an episode about this? This is kind of a weak one. Well, let me get to the major thing here. The massive problem that we need to account for is in the sheer number of these stones, which I didn't mention earlier. As of now, there are 50,000 verified stones in various locations. I said 50,000. There are too many stones for a single farmer or even a collective of hoaxers to have scratched out, no matter how huge the operation. It's been calculated here and there. I don't like the calculations, so I did the shit myself. I calculated that the farmer or whoever else would have had to carve a thousand stones every year for over 45 years to produce the total library. A thousand stones a year for 45 years without fucking up. 
This dedication is possible, yeah, because the sale of false artifacts is one of the most successful, if not shady, but the most successful businesses on earth. The sale of antiquities, real or false, black market, whatever. It, it's an insanely profitable undertaking, but enough to carve a stone every day for multiple stones every day for 45 years. Could this be done with a big enough team of people? Yeah, maybe, maybe. But mistakes are bound to happen. And the more people in on this operation, the number of, of possible missteps multiplies. These stones could have been done with modern tools, yeah. But there are no modern tool marks on them. Not a single one. I'm talking 50,000 stones. I'm not ruling the modern tool thing out. But out of 50,000 stones, mistakes are bound to be made if you're hoaxing this. Imagine how many stones you would have to toss out if one burr is created. One burn, one chip, indicative of a modern tool. We're talking about 50,000 stones here. Are you seeing that hoaxing this would be a goddamn impossibility? I'm just throwing that out there. Impossibility that in this fact alone, that these stones are a hoax. The skeptics cannot, I repeat, cannot account for this. Is the business profitable enough for an operation like this? Hell yeah. And worth the 45-year investment. But two things. If you were to hoax yourself into wealth, you'd want to do it in your lifetime before you're old and gray. Have to split it with as little people as possible, number one. And number two, wouldn't it be a wise idea if you were to undertake an operation like this? Impossibly huge. Wouldn't it be a good idea to, you know, sell them? Not just a lot here and there for a few collectors. Only 15,000 of these have been sold and sitting in storehouses in Peru and elsewhere. I'm just saying, if you were to undertake something this huge, wouldn't selling as many as you can be you know, kind of a good idea? This fact alone pushes this into some territory that's kind of making me a bit uncomfortable. <laughs> Does this make it legitimate? That's the question. Uh, yeah, of course it does. 50,000 stones without one fuck up, without one thing indicative of it being made with modern tools. I don't care how big your team is. Their mistakes are bound to happen. You see what I'm saying? Not one burn, not one grind, not one burn indicative of modern tools. And the skeptics are saying modern tools were there. Well, where? <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Believers, why aren't you guys using this? Am I, I could not have been, I could not have been the only person that's figured this out and done the math. I know I'm good at research, but this would make me Sherlock fucking Holmes. I'm not the only one who's figured this out. I, I can't be. Listen to this. 50,000 stones. A thousand of them a year for 45 years without fucking up. I do not want this one to be true. Even looking at the stones, I'm like, okay, this is complete bullshit. <laughs> we have carvings in there that look exactly like what's on the Nazca lines. Yeah, they could be dated. They look just like stones that are also found from the era. Yeah, yeah, okay, they could be. But these things depict fucking spaceships and surgeries that 
we didn't know how to do even back in the 60s. Dinosaurs, you know? This wouldn't be the first carving of a dinosaur by an ancient civilization that we've proven, proven on this show. I'm really not comfortable with saying this one's proven, but that fact alone, we have no choice. But what is the question really? Are these stones legitimate? Yeah. Yeah, they are. Were they hoaxed? Here's the thing. This is... We're getting into some murky territory here. Hoaxing artifacts is... was It's a really profitable business, right? <laughs> Very. People have made millions, maybe even billions in this industry. Could this have started 40 years earlier? Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it could have. But you had drills and stuff even back then. I mean, were you using the methods that the people who made the Nazca lines way back when, 2,000 years ago, were you using the methods that they were making at the time? Yeah, they could have been, which makes the possibility of these not being hoaxed even more remote. You know how long that shit would take you? Imagine, invest, and this just isn't possible. You're investing in a business, you're investing in a venture that you're never going to enjoy in your lifetime. If you're doing it the old school way that they made the stones, how they made it, your grandkids would probably see the money. What's the point? Fact is, there is no point. I am forced to say again, <laughs> this is one of the ones I don't want to be, but you cannot argue that point. You can't argue it. It's irrefutable. Unle and, and, you know, I, I'm, I'm not saying I could never be wrong, that I'm the be-all, end-all of this stuff. I'm not saying that. But for now, we have to mark this one as proven. We have to. There may be some evidence that comes to light later and, may, you know, there could be a piece of the puzzle missing, a major one. And when that day happens, I'd be more than happy to do a part two. But for now, the Ecostones are, <laughs> they're ancient, they're legit, and they depict things that could completely flip history on its head. So unless something else comes out of the woodwork, unless we find some other piece of the puzzle that has been hidden from us. These things are real. So what do you guys think? Head to Asylum817.com. That's Asylum817.com for all things Strange Places related. All the social media links are there, as well as a link to get to our Patreon account, where you get everything from bonus episodes, giveaways at certain tiers, outtakes. Because I'm not only, I don't only do the podcasts, right? I'm a musician, I have an album coming out um, here September 1st, actually. I've had multiple albums out, so I put outtakes from that stuff in, deleted tracks. I'm a, I'm an, I'm a painter. I'm an artist. Uh, the music, I, I'm a novelist, too. I'm not making this shit up. I really am. <laughs> I've written over 40 novels. I'm a painter. Uh, I'm just not. Well, I'm just one of those uh, don't waste your life kind of guys. So <clears throat> if you're into any of that, you're going to see a lot of really cool shit on the Patreon account. So check it out. Uh, shout out to the patrons, by the way, the Kunkel Homestead YouTube channel, Donald Haynes, David Peterson. I appreciate you guys and all of you. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for listening. And yeah, we'll see you on the next one. Now, are we ever going to run out of strange places to talk about? I don't think so. Because every town has a strange place. And maybe one day 
we'll visit yours. The Strange Places podcast is brought to you by DistroKid. DistroKid is a music label for truly independent artists. They will distribute and share your music on every streaming platform the internet has to offer. And the best part is that you keep all of your royalties. In fact, DistroKid has made history, marking the first time that an artist on the charts made 100% of their earnings. This is the music industry's worst nightmare, giving indie artists complete control over their art. For only 20 bucks a year, you can upload unlimited music and with the split feature, you can split a percentage of the earnings to your bandmates. If you click the affiliate link in this episode's description, you get 7% off the first year. But did I mention that after that, it's only 20 bucks a freaking year? I've been a musician for a long time. My music is heard all over the world and yours should be too. Click the link in this episode's description to not only support Strange Places, but put control of your own music back into your hands. No contracts, no hidden clauses, no lovely coin men in their lovely, lovely suits. Thanks to DistroKid for being a sponsor and giving this old dog an audience.